us today for our second pod. Oh, hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. We are live, so uh, pardon our inattentiveness. <laughs> We're getting everything ready. I am Ida Lee, the Deputy Director. And my name is Jay Jones. I'm the Membership Director here at the MICIA. Ida, how are you today? I'm doing good, Jay. How are you doing? Good, good. How was your drive home last night? It was all right. How was yours? Interesting. Uh, so I'm driving down Michigan Avenue right behind our offices here, just listening to some music, enjoying my drive. And uh, I don't know if our guest here or anyone's seen Mad Max, but there's a scene with this guitar player and the flames shooting out. So there's this minivan coming up behind me. And that's kind of the feeling I had when I looked in my rearview mirror. And it wasn't, mind you, I wasn't turning at the light to get on the highway. It was the light before that one. And this van just flies out and just gets, and it's Ida here, just singing along. With a flaming guitar. Just cut me off. <laughs> just cut me off. Just cut me off. And, and I tried to race her on 476 over there for a while. And she just ignored me and just sang her music. So that's what I'm dealing with. It was, it was, it was time to go home. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Well, you've got a long commute. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. All right. Take it off. So um, before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge some acknowledge some of our new members that have joined in the past week. We have Benelieves, a processor out of Ohio. Wink, which is a cannabis-infused beverage. Evo Farms, they're a processor out of Warren. Logo Boys, they're in brand development. Heritage Farms, they're vertically integrated out of Manistee. And finally, Cloud Cannabis, they're a retailer out of Muskingum, Traverse City, and my favorite store, Ann Arbor. Awesome. As you all know, each week we will be featuring one of our licensed cannabis business owners, getting to know them a little bit better, their products and their brands. And today joining us, we have Nick Agro from High Level Health. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing well, thank you. Thank, thank you so much for that. joining us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me, Jack. Thanks, Nick, for being here. Um, so, Nick, a couple weeks ago I met you for the first time. We were kind of hanging out talking here, and we were talking about our both our backgrounds in the, the hospitality restaurant industry. So I didn't know you were a chef. Um, what sparked the transition to the re from the restaurant industry to cannabis? Oh, that's a great pun. I think that uh, being in the restaurant industry, a, a lot of the restaurateurs, a lot of the chefs, a lot of the, the front of house major D individuals, I think that um, they tend to enjoy all the finer things in life. <laughs> and I think that cannabis certainly fell into there. I know that uh, the first time I smoked cannabis was under a hood in the kitchen. Uh, so I think that they just went hand in hand. Uh, sure. The transition was easy for me. And, uh, and 2008, 2009 in Colorado, I was running a, a catering business and had a uh, wine and liquor store mm -hmm. as, as well. And um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, uh, back to, uh, so I spent a lot of time in, 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 in Denver and in Colorado mm -hmm. and, uh, Sorry, I lost my train of thought. That over there. I apologize. <laughs> I, I apologize. Um, we were but, a camera person over here. Just that's uh, no problem. Um, so no, I think that cannabis and and restaurants and food, they, they all go hand in hand. Absolutely, I think we've all been part of the you know Friarhood cleaning joints at the end of the night, and uh, you know I think some of the retail practices were set up in the dry storage of some of the kitchens I worked at. I'm pretty sure they were. I'm pretty <laughs> sure they were. If there any like any other kitchen that I had been in. <laughs> That's fantastic. So Nick, we know that you're located in Vassar and you just opened up a store in Tawas. Congratulations. That's gotta be so exciting. Thank you very much. How's it going? 
Um, it's going really well. I, I think most importantly, uh, both those communities have done a really great job in terms of, of the communities have been welcoming to us, uh, the, the township supervisors, the, the city people. And, and for us, I think that's really, really important uh, to build long-term relationships with these communities. I think that uh, a good cannabis business can come in and, and spend time with the community and help de demystify what's happening behind the walls. I think that that's really uh, some of the challenges that I've seen as, as an operator in, in Michigan is to be able to go in and be welcomed within communities. You know, but I would give a shout out to Vassar and, and, and Mount Morris and Baldwin Township and uh, all great township we have a we have a location in omer as well okay. they've been great partners mm -hmm. to work with um even even though early on they were skeptical i think a lot of them have taken the time to be educated and and come look at these operations look at the grows look at the dispensaries look at the amount of security that is involved meet the players uh you know find the professionals and and i, and I think you know just from from my standpoint that's where the most growth needs to happen in, in, in Michigan, quite honestly. I think that uh, uh, Michigan right now doesn't have uh, all the support that we need in the community governments. Um, and I think that that's the biggest challenge going into 21, 22, 23 and beyond is, is getting these communities to, to normalize cannabis within mm -hmm. the communities. I mean, it, we all know that the, the benefits of jobs within those communities, but there's also the direct licensing fees tax dollars, all those things that can go to benefit the community, you know, and, you know, just a small example in, in, in Vassar, uh, you know, my, our store in Vassar held a can drive. And I got to tell you, I was really, really in, incredibly proud to, to drop off two full truckloads of food to a local food bank to give out uh, during the holidays. For, for me, um, when you integrate into community like that, um, that's how that's how you really normalize it within the community when there's when they see that you're there to actually give and not take from their community. Mm -hmm. That's, that's really awesome to hear. Can you tell us a little bit about your grow and your brand as well? So, um, sure, our grow is a little bit different than I think a, 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 a lot of people's in the fact that um, we have focused on organic natural growing methods. Uh, we are soil growers. It's it's certainly more difficult to grow in soil, especially indoors. Um, it's also more difficult to get through pass, uh, get through testing in, in terms of uh, heavy metals, in terms of some of these things are naturally occurring mm -hmm. within the soil, but you know, we, we're big believers in, in the intent that goes into that and, and we're, we're soil people through and through. We'll continue to be soil people. I think for us, it's a, it's a marketing differentiator for, for our products. Um, I liken it to um, everybody's gone into Costco and, and, and pulled the tomato off a shelf at Costco and put it on their salad. Uh, anybody who's ever eaten a, a, that same tomato out of, out of a garden during a summer um, experiences the difference, I believe, between organic, naturally grown cannabis and cannabis that's just grown with a bunch of salts. It's a, it's a night and day difference, you know, certainly for for, for my palate, and I think that looking at some of our testing results when we're working with processors, we can see a higher terpene content uh, in that flower as well. Nice. Nick, in your opinion, what is the most important thing for brand differentiation? 
I think probably brand differentiation, I, I think I'd go back and say, what is the intent behind the brand? Um, at, at the end of the day, I think that everybody needs to have a story and, and a message. You know, I've already told you, you know, ours, we've worked in organic natural growing. Um, part of our part of our common goal as, as a company is to uh, grow sustainably. And when we talk about sustainably, you know, for us, we recycle soil. Uh, we utilize soil. Uh, we were just approved, I believe, the first in, in the state of Michigan to take back our drams for our flower containers to recycle them, oh, wow. um, do composting. We really try to be sustainable in everything that, that, that we do. It's, it's, it's part of our intent. It's part of our core purpose of, of, of what we do. So I think that, you know, to come back to your question, I think that uh, people need to create a story behind their brand and, and continue to tell that, that story that we can look at uh, all the great companies and they have a great story you know from from apple to all mitchell hair care products <laughs> right. you know, um, everybody has a story and, and, and their angle and, and ours is that we focus on profitable sustainability and and, and bring being great partners in our community that's awesome nice so since i've met you i'd have to classify you as a social butterfly oh. um <laughs> You have developed many strategic partnerships. How has that helped you in your business? I mean, I, th I think any time that you can grow your, your your network within the industry and and create relationships with people, you open up naturally more opportunity for yourself to be able to to grow. Um, you know, it's one of the reasons that I initially came to the the MICIA. Um, other than believing in in our message and the work that that we do. Um, the networking has has been fantastic, and uh, you know I, I can tell you right now I've I've created four or five good uh, processing strategic partnerships because as of yet we're not uh, processing in the state of Michigan. We will eventually process in the state of Michigan, but it's probably a year or so out. So it's helped me build great relationships with all these um, extractors around the state. And we've got we've got a lot of artists out there, you know, I, I, I'm, and it's and it's interesting because. It, even their companies have have different angles and different techniques. So I'm getting different products from each one of these these companies, and and for me, it it, it helps um, bolster the success of our business. Because like, again, I believe if you, if you market correctly and, and you network correctly, um, it ties everything together, and, and that's how I've pretty much ended up at the MICIA. That's so awesome to hear. <laughs> So kind of in that vein, you know, awards are a big part of the industry. It gives you a lot of credit amongst consumers, street cred with the OGs and things like that. What are some of the strains that that you have that are award winning? And, and why did you choose those ones specifically to put up for for award? You know, Chaz Kobayashi, who is our director of operations in Colorado, um, he does a tremendous amount of, of R&D work in creating new strains uh, for, for our company. Mm -hmm. We've won some awards with some existing strains, but we've also created some some wonderful strains. You know, um, we took a second place Cannabis Cup finish in 2018 uh, in the Michigan Cannabis Cup with a strain that, that we call Papa Smurf, uh -huh. 
with a with a ph right right, right. <laughs> everybody can understand that right. uh, papa smurf with, with with a ph um and uh that, that's actually across uh, a flow and uh our san fernando headband our said our san fernando headband cut was uh was awarded in in high times i believe in 2015 uh, one of the eleven strongest strains of of, of all time. Wow. We took that and we combined it with a, a whole bunch of different genetics, and and we've we've uh, we've ended up some really good ones. Uh, we've won multiple cups, uh, first place finish and a second place finish for concentrates for our blue skunk tra- uh, strain, which is a, a DJ Shorts uh, blueberry yeah. crossed with uh, skunk number one. Really, really great strain. We we have that in our stores on a regular basis. It's one of the patient favorites. It's like warm blueberry muffins, and it really comes through when you produce the the concentrates from it. We've uh, we've won for our regular butter and our live butter. Uh, we've won cups with uh, our Platinum Valley, which is another cross of San Fernando that we have. Uh, wedding cake. I think we've most recently won a concentrate award uh, in the last Canada's Cup in. Um, and Denver for our, our, our Mac one butter. Nice. Wow. That's so awesome. So right now we're at, uh, I believe 104, uh, cups and, and, uh, and stacking. There is a, there is a, uh, Michigan cannabis cup that we are entering in and, and, and hopefully we add to those awards. Oh, that's sure. awesome to yeah. hear. Yeah. 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 Nice. So you're an extremely active member. What made you want to become a member? Not only, but a board member as well. Well, I think that first and foremost, uh, I don't think that there's a, a, a better platform for networking in Michigan right now for cannabis companies. I think that we've got a lot of the the star players, a lot of the a lot of the bigger players. I like the MICIA because it wasn't focused on just cannabis growing. Um, you know, it, it's diverse. You have uh, PC owners in there. You have processors. You have transporters. You have growers. You have laboratories. Um, tying those all together, I think you get a much broader scope of the entirety of the industry and and where it's at. And I think what Robin and the MICA have, has done extremely well is being able to um, herd all those cats together mm-hmm. and be able to get consensus from them on a regular basis. I mean, the second one of the other reasons that I, I joined the MICA was um, I wanted to be able to affect policy sure. as, as, as it's happening. I mean, there's, there's a lot of challenges right now for, for us as, as a vertically integrated company. And I wanted to make certain that um, we had a voice at the table to be able to, to help meld the, the laws as, 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 as we go into the future, because um, I think that there has been, complications and certainly slowdowns um, in in Michigan. And I think with Michigan coming from Colorado, they didn't know what they didn't know. And, and I, and I can't blame anybody for, for that. Um, but I wanted to make certain that we had the ability to help affect the, the laws in Michigan and the rules as they continue to change. Nice. Thank you so much for all your hard work. Oh, I appreciate it. So I'm piggybacking on that. Like I know the answer to this, but we all have favorite MICA networking events, and I'm pretty sure I know what yours is. And what do you think the best one is, and, and why? <laughs> I like the summer annual. <laughs> I, I, th- I think most members would say that. Well, because you have golf, you have 
you have dining, you have outing, it's setting and incredible. You know, Shandy Creek in the summers sure. is, is incredible. All the areas around there, you know, it just gives us time to be able to um, relax. I think that you're going to find, or I have found that the people in the cannabis industry, they're always racing and running somewhere. Yeah. There's very, there's not a tremendous amount of downtime, especially in these first few years of, of operations in Michigan, as everybody is uh, feverishly trying to scale their business up. It's a great opportunity for us to go out there and slow down. Last year, my wife and I, you know, in between would jump in our car and, and drive up to Traverse City, pick up fruits and stuff from roadside stands. To me, you know, again, enjoying all, all the wonderful bounty that uh, our earth has to give. <laughs> When you look at uh, when you look at Traverse City in the summer and the and the fall and, and it's 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 awesome. I mean, it's a it's a little piece of heaven. People who have never lived in Michigan won't understand it. I mean, um, I think that we go through the pain of of winter in Michigan so we can have those three or four really beautiful right. months where we get to enjoy uh, Michigan and everything it has to offer. Absolutely, sure thing. Nick, is there anything else that you would like the public to know? Um, sure. I, I, I'd like to know that, uh, the MICIA is, is doing great work and, 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 and Lansing, we have, uh, our, our membership is, is exploding at this point, uh, which only gives us more opportunity to do these podcasts, continue to go out into communities and, and help communities understand cannabis, get them to buy into cannabis. Um, my understanding right now, Michigan is, uh, I believe, $1 billion in sales. I believe they anticipate it to be about $3 billion in sales. So there's a lot of growth that needs to happen in the state. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here and have this opportunity at this time. And, and I'm glad that we have partners like the MICIA who are able to go in and, and help us form better policy for, for cannabis operators in the state of Michigan. Well, we wouldn't be here without our members. So we appreciate you and all that you do. Thank you. Thanks, Nick. And thank you so much for joining us today, sharing your story and getting your message out. Thank you. I appreciate it. So before we go, um, we want to give a shout out to one of our ancillary members, iCrusher. They were founded in 2017. They are a U.S.-based company with both a domestic and international presence. They offer multi-vacacity vape technology, including 510 thread cartridges, pod systems, batteries, disposables, child-proof and tamper-proof casings, and more. Along with brand developing solutions encompassing product design, prototyping, manufacturing, and custom packaging. By setting excellence as their standard, iCrusher continues to develop consistent industry-focused and industry-driven performance for vape technology. Tune in next week as we sit down with our next member, Jake Berry from Pyramid. Before we go, though, we would like to give a special thank you to Isaiah Roberts, our business developer, our director, and Zaria Schneider, our marketing director. They are the behind the scenes. They're setting up everything, doing all of our editing and making us all look good. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so we appreciate all your hard work. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next week. Thank Thanks. you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Are we off? No. Yeah.